The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God the Father, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with all of you. The text for our meditation this morning are the words that were read for you earlier in our epistle. Please join with me in a word of prayer. Dear Jesus, thank you for bringing us here this day and helping us to remember you died on that cross and defeated the devil. You rose from the dead to prove that you are our Lord, our Savior, and our King, the victor, so that the devil has been defeated. He knows the war is over. He knows the results of that war. And yet he still seeks to scheme to lead us astray, to cause difficulties in our lives and in the lives of people we know. So we pray that we may use the tools, these weapons, this armor, to help us to stand firm, to stand strong in you alone. Amen. Please be seated. This past week, you heard, I'm sure, about John McCain, the Navy pilot who was shot down in North Vietnam and a prisoner of war who endured a great deal of pain and suffering, interrogation on the part of his captors, and yet was able to stand. If you listen to his funeral sermon and whole service that he planned in Arizona, you would have heard about this man's faith in Jesus. Amazing grace, how sweet the sound. It's all about that connection between the physical battles and wars that go on in people's lives and the spiritual battle that is also going on, the battles that people face. And I don't know what you are going through right now today, but God does. And so today, as you hear this message, I hope you will listen to the words that God would have you hear and apply those words to your life. Did you notice in verse 3 of a mighty fortress is our God? Though devils all the world should fill, all eager to devour us, we tremble not. We fear no ill. They shall not overpower us. This world's prince may still scowl fierce as he will. He can harm us none. He's judged. The deed is done. One little word can fell him. What is that one little word? Jesus. In our epistle reading for today, the Apostle Paul helps us to understand that there are spiritual battles taking place. Battles between the devil and Christians. And perhaps, as you heard about this armor, it brought up an image 
of the shadow that you see on the screen, of a Roman soldier using the armor that God, that the, that the Roman government had given to this Roman soldier, but how Paul helps us to see every piece of that armor can be a spiritual weapon, a spiritual armor or weapon that God has given to help us in fighting our battles. So as we talk this day, what is this full armor of God? And do you know you have it? Do you use it? Do you know when you received it? Because God wants you to know you have this armor. You received it when you were baptized in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. And God wants all of us to use this armor. We may not be aware that we have it. We may not even use this armor, but you have it. And I pray that you will use it even more effectively this day on. This section of Paul's letter to the church at Ephesus is really his conclusion. It's his epilogue, if you will. And that's why he says in verse 10, finally, that is in conclusion to everything else I've written to you, be strengthened in the Lord in his mighty strength. Notice Paul doesn't say. Now, find that strength from within. No. You and I don't have any strength within. No, all that is within us, for the most part, is weakness. But in the Lord, we have strength. We have this strength because he gave us this strength. And he says, I am with you always. You see... A lot of translations will say, then put on this whole armor of God, just as we sang in the hymn, which isn't so bad, since translations use that. But I'd like you to think of it with a little different twist. Because really what Paul is saying, let yourselves be clothed with this full armor of God. Think of what happened when you were baptized. You were clothed with the righteousness of God when that water of baptism flowed over you. You see, God's the one who does this for us. And God wants us to remember we are baptized. He tells us that we can put off this old person this old Adam, this old Eve, and let the new come forth because it is God who has given us this newness. Yes, we are new in Christ. We are claimed, we are washed, we are strengthened in Him. And why did God give us this armor? We sing that word again and again and again and again and again in that hymn that we just sang. It's that we may stand. Stand firm. 
You see, in verse 11, the Apostle Paul uses the word histemi, which is a word that simply means to stand. And as he says it, not just in verse 11, he also says it in verse 13, and then he goes on and says it again in verse 14. He says, stand, stand firm, stand firm in the Lord. You see, it's about a spiritual battle when you are being attacked. And let me say, in my life, I remember being young and thinking, it's great to have this armor. It's great to know that God is there to help me when I'm fighting some of these spiritual battles. But I really had no clue what kind of spiritual battles I would face or what battles other people face in life. But I can assure you whatever battle you may be faced with right now, that the Lord is with you. And he has given you the armor to be able to stand and to face that battle, to face that enemy. Because Jesus Christ, when he died on that cross and paid for our sins and rose from the dead and then ascended into heaven, is indeed the one who stands with you and gives you that strength. You see, the war is over and the devil knows he's defeated, but he doesn't want you to know he knows. He doesn't want anybody to know he knows. And that's why he still uses his scheming, the tools that he has. The church is not about attacking the devil. No, we do not need to go on the offense. We need to be on the defense. We're on the defense because our Lord is already fighting the battle for us. So what are some of the tools that the devil has? What are some of the resources? Probably the most effective tool he has is what we refer to as false doctrine, false teaching. You know how he works in churches? Is he gets people to believe something that isn't true and start saying it is true. And people don't check it out in what God's word has to say, they just start believing it. Or else there's a division and there's a fight. False teaching is very effective. Not only in the church, but in the world and in churches around the globe. But he also attacks in a lot of other ways. And we'll talk about some of those in just a little bit. Because the most important thing for you to know is the devil hates God. And because he hates God, he wants to turn Christians away from him. And he wants to divide the church. He wants to cause whatever harm he can. And he will use whatever he believes is possible. Paul knew we would have these challenges. God knew we would have these challenges. And that's why God says to put on this armor. 
and in fact, be clothed with this armor. Take up this full armor of God so that you may be able to withstand in the evil day and so having accomplished all things to stand. That's what he says in verse 13. And on the last day when Christ comes again in glory, Paul wrote, on that last day, we will be standing. We will not be defeated when our strength is in the Lord. So stand, put on this armor that God has given to you. So let's take a look at this armor. The armor is very effective, and the Roman soldiers had a variety of pieces. And Paul says, first of all, let's talk about the belt of truth. You know, the belt is around the waist, and it protects different parts of our body, but it can also hold a sword. Truth is very important. Truth is one of the greatest weapons that we have against false teaching. When somebody wants to tell you something that you know is not true based upon God's word, stand firm and say, this is what God's word says. You may not like it. I may not like it, but it is the truth. And God has given us this truth for our benefit and the benefit of other people. And no one, no one can force you to disbelieve the truth if you find your strength in the Lord and use the weapon he has given to you. The second weapon, this piece of armor, is the breastplate of righteousness. It covers that, those important vital organs that we have. This breastplate of righteousness is what God gave you when you were clothed with his righteousness in the waters of baptism as he drowned your sinful nature and said, you are now right in my sight and I will be with you. The third piece is simply the shoes of peace, the sandals of peace. This could be translated a variety of different ways. But the word peace and having these feet that are ready to go forth and to share this good news is an allusion to the prophet Isaiah's messengers of peace. God wants us to bring his peace to this world, his peace in other relationships because our God is ruling right now. And he wants that peace to be prevalent. Fascinating thing I learned in one of the commentaries is that the Roman soldier oftentimes had nails driven through his, the boot, the sole of his boots, so that when he had to fight, he could literally stand firm in the sand, in the ground, because the nails were holding his boots in place. The next one that Paul talks about is the shield of faith. This is an oblong object, about two and a half feet wide, about four feet long, and it was something that a soldier could literally use to defend himself and hide his body, if you will. Fascinating thing about this shield is it was made out of two pieces of wood. And then they glued it together with a piece of 
bull's hide. They covered it with canvas, then they covered it with a calf skin. On the upper part and the lower part, they had pieces of iron to protect the soldier. And when they knew that they were going to be fighting a battle, they could soak that shield in water. Think of the symbolism of baptism. Because the Apostle Paul says, when those flaming arrows come at you, the shield of faith can extinguish them. The flaming arrows. Some of you may remember Dave and Barb Anderson, a couple that loves to sing and share the good news of Jesus. I remember at one of their concerts, Barb sharing the message to the people and saying, is the devil's flaming arrows shooting at you right now? Maybe creating doubt in your life. Maybe there's a child that's going through some struggles right now that you don't know what to do with. Maybe there's a problem with your health or a loved one's health. Maybe you've got financial challenges. And the list goes on and on how the devil wants to give us these attacks, these schemes, these flaming arrows, but they will be put out when we are protected with the waters of baptism and our Lord and the faith that he has given to us. This faith, faith believes that God is here. Faith believes that things will get better. And faith believes even if they don't, God will be there because in the end, God will rescue us. Faith endures, but the devil tries so hard to create doubt. The helmet protects the head. It's an important weapon, piece of the armor. When you were baptized, God gave you that helmet of salvation. He said, you are saved. You are mine. Your sins are forgiven. You were drowned with Christ and you were raised anew. God gives you that helmet of salvation. The last weapon that Paul uses is the sword of the Spirit. The sword of the Spirit, the sword of the Holy Spirit, the sword that could be a lengthy sword as depicted, or it could be a shorter sword, more like a dagger that was more effective when you would be up in close contact with the enemy. It appears that the Apostle Paul is really talking more about this short spear, this short sword. Regardless of what he uses, God has given us that sword of the Spirit surrounded with God's Word to help us when the devil attacks. We go for the truth. These are the weapons that God has given and the spiritual emphasis. But you notice the Apostle Paul doesn't stop there. He talks about one of the weapons that is probably most effective in some ways for us as Christians. And that's prayer. 
You notice the song said, put on each of those weapons with prayer. Prayer is an act of dependency. Prayer is a reminder to us that God has promised to be with us. God has given us these weapons and these tools. And we need to ask God to help us. Help us when we're fighting these battles. Give us the strength, the Lord. And give us the strength. Give us the words. Give us the actions to love the people that you place in our lives so that they may know you love them and you died for them. And also today, God gives us a precious gift to feed our souls as well as to feed our bodies. To be reminded that he has come to strengthen your faith. In this bread and this wine, he adds his body and blood to strengthen you, to forgive you. Regardless of what battles you are facing, come and be strengthened, come and be nourished, and know that our God reigns, our God is with you, and he will help you and me to stand firm as we fight these battles because our Lord is victorious, and because he is, we are too. May God make it so. Amen.